I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Jane, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Once Upon a Gene, and I am your host, Effie Parks. So episode three of Once Upon a Gene TV is out now, streaming on the one and only The Disorder Channel. You can download that channel on your Roku or your Amazon Fire. We have a personal trainer as our guest, and it's all about taking care of our backs as caregivers. With all the lifting of the equipment and the kids, it's serious business. So tune in for that episode. It was a lot of fun. Today, I'm so happy to introduce you to my guest today. He's just like the nicest person. He's always sharing the most up-to-date and meaningful stuff on LinkedIn surrounding the entire rare disease community. He never talks about himself or his company, and he's just always out there supporting and championing everyone else. So I had to talk to this gentle soul. Jason has 20 years in the healthcare technology field. His work has caused a positive disruption within the healthcare industry and he's partnered with many organizations from small startups to some of the world's largest companies. He's worked directly with patients, caregivers, physicians, regulators, and research. These past experiences and relationships have led him to focus as CEO of a company he founded called Across Healthcare. Jason was also diagnosed with CPT type 2, which is a rare mitochondrial disease. And he believes that he has been called to use his journey and his technical background to help the rare disease community. He mentions a quote that he lives by, and I'm going to read it for you right now before I introduce him. Not I, nor anyone else can travel that road for you. You must travel it by yourself. It is not far. It is within reach. Perhaps you've been on it since you were born and did not know. Walt Whitman. Such a beautiful quote. And I think that speaks to so many trailblazers in this rare disease world. So I will just get down to it and introduce you to my wonderful guest, Jason Colquitt. Hi, Jason. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. My pleasure to be here. Yes, I'm looking forward to kind of getting to know you and chatting about everything. I've decided that you're like the most benevolent person on LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I, I, I do uh, appreciate people. Well, can you give us a little background on your health history and kind of what compelled you to be in the position that you're in today? Yeah, long story. Uh, there's a Walt Whitman quote that I love quoting that talks about a journey and you never understand that journey till looking backwards sometimes. So uh, that's what I, I do a lot now, looking backward in my life and seeing how all these paths kind of crossed and the cool things that I've been blessed to be able to do and and now can bless other people with. So I've been in healthcare technology for 22 years. So just from a career wise, I've done a lot and, and seen a lot in healthcare and we can go wherever you want there. But personally, uh, I guess it was about 17, 18 years ago, I, I realized 
something's not right. I kept having to go to the hospital, getting hospitalized myself. And through a matter of trying to figure out, my diagnostic journey was really quick because I had a really awesome primary care physician. I'm located outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and he sent me over to University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB, which has an awesome rare disease group. They did a muscle biopsy on me and quickly figured out I had a mitochondrial rare disease. So kind of interesting looking back. I don't like talking about it because I know the impact that rare diseases has on, on other families and people. So I feel very blessed to have a rare disease that have an impact in my life significantly. But it was an interesting, again, path in my journey that, that kind of gives me a passion for what I do today. I have also worked with some really awesome rare disease groups with my career. Uh, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, Muscular Dystrophy Association. I've ran the technology. So I guess back up a little bit. I, I am a software developer, uh, started out my career, worked in the banking finance industry, and then switched over into the, the, the healthcare industry. Worked with providers for a really long time with their electronic medical records the software that providers use and then have, have since transitioned into the life sciences and doing running uh, registries and clinical trials around the world. So that's been a blessing. Again, back to all those paths that I really didn't see. Like if you talked to me 25, 30 years ago, I would have never guessed where I would be. But now I own my own company across healthcare and I'm really passionate. We, we actually do a lot more than rare disease and work across healthcare as the name implies, but fortunate enough to feel called to, to help rare disease organizations. I've worked with some of the world's largest so um, and seen how they run, but I know there's so many organizations that need help from my expertise, which is the technology side of things that I, I've just made it a mission of mine for the last two years since I became CEO of Across Healthcare. And I had the platform to do it, to, to try to reach out and help however I can. Congratulations. And, you know, Thank you for taking your experience and your expertise, but also coming at it from the angle, too, of being a patient yourself. I know you said that you don't necessarily like to talk about it because perhaps it's not affecting you as much as other rare diseases affect other people, but it's a big deal. And it obviously caused a lot of snags in your own life, you know, going to the hospital and everything. And I know it affects other people differently. So maybe there are patients with your diagnosis that perhaps are having a more difficult time. So I thank you for actually naming it and talking about it. I think it's so valuable in a way that you do come from it from not just, you know, this technology expert and this healthcare expert, but from a patient perspective too. It's incredible. And I also think that getting a diagnosis that quick 15 years ago is pretty, I mean, that's kind of surprising to me. It, it is. So there's a Netflix series called uh, Diagnosis. Yes. In the first episode, it is actually my disease. I, I've never seen another person with my disease. There's only like a couple hundred in the world. And I saw that. And as soon as I saw it, I said, oh my gosh, I know what she's got. She had to go around the world to get diagnosed, whereas I just went, you know, a couple hours uh, west of me. It, it's pretty amazing that long ago. Wow. I love that show. It's so cool. And it's so interesting to realize, too, how different the diagnosis journey is for people from doctor to doctor, state to state, country to country. And that there's such a gap. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually from a technology side, it breaks my heart because everybody always comes to me because I've been in electronic med medical records for so long. Why can't you just make it all connect? <laughs> uh, it, it should be technically. There's a lot of other politics and governance that, that happens beyond me. Uh, but yes, that that's a huge challenge. And I definitely 
echo what you say that I see that when I talk to rare disease groups, when they have their local physician versus their, you know, expert center in Boston or Birmingham or, you know, Atlanta, where I'm at are some of the big ones, but uh, it, it's totally different, the care that you get and the diagnosis or, or perspective you get. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, the sharing of information is huge. And I'm I'm so happy to see companies like yours coming up that perhaps share things or have a more direct line. Side note, my husband's in criminal prosecution, and I'm always just like banging my head when he's talking about things. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have things connected to the police officers and the police officers don't have things connected to other police officers in different states? It's just it's crazy how many silos there are in so many important things. It's it's a crazy maker, really. Especially when you're on the, the side that you need that information. Right? <laughs> Can I go back really quick to when you were watching that first episode of uh, Diagnosis and maybe what it felt like? Like, what did you feel when you saw another patient? Being an adult, you, you had different feelings than obviously if you're a child seeing this. So I have gone through those exact same uh, pains. Now she said she had it more severe than I do, but Definitely the just going on a walk and being like crippled, like I call it locking up my legs and, and arms would just lock up and I couldn't go anymore. And then I'd be hospitalized and I definitely could relate on a lot of levels to what she was going through. So it was quite interesting seeing somebody, because again, like I said, never seen anybody before with my disease. So it was quite amazing to, you know, it's, it's one of those things, if you never had a mirror, you don't realize like some of the things that, that you know, are reflected back. So it was definitely a a chance to sit back and say, man, this is a rare disease that I have and other people have it too. Yeah, definitely owning that. So I know you mentioned that quote. Do you think that that quote also came at a point when you were looking back or do you think you saw that quote or it resonated with you at one time and that's ultimately maybe what compelled you to sort of leave more of a corporate world and move towards something a little more focused in the rare disease field? So I'm a person of faith before in any of this, and it's kind of interesting. There was a JP Morgan conference in January of 2018 where that was my inflection point of I was leaving a former employer and trying to figure out what where I was going to go. I actually already owned the, Across Healthcare and founded it eight years ago and knew I was coming back to, to run it. And we were doing lots of cool things and working with lots of big companies. Um, so I wasn't worried about that, but it was... It was one of those points in San Francisco realizing I need to help the rare disease space. And this is, I need to build a platform. I need to help all the small organizations that can't afford the, you know, million dollar platforms that those larger well-known organizations have in the rare disease space. And don't get me wrong, they, they've done amazing things, but how, how do you scale that down? So really it was, I can crowdsource this thing and and build it and that's what we've been on for the last two years is a journey to to really build out that platform that started with patients first so that was part of my my vision too was i come from the research side so i know all the keep the end in mind of you got to be regulatory compliant and all the things nobody wants to worry about from a technology <laughs> side you know making it you know snazzy and usable but you, you got to be thinking down down that road but then to come back and say I mean, we had lots of focus groups in the early days of, all right, you're a rare disease group or a mom or a patient. If I could build you any technology, how can I help? So that's really where our matrix platform birthed from was just asking people questions of, all right, if I could build you a technology platform, how could it help you in your daily lives? 
I personally think it's very clear how passionate you are about fighting for the little guys, about fighting for maybe the invisible ones in the rare disease community. And it's it's really exciting to kind of watch this go. Can you tell me just kind of the basic of what Across Healthcare is and what the matrix is just for a little foundation for our audience? Yeah. So Across Healthcare, we do consulting, contracting all across healthcare. My team is about 65 people and we're all technologists. So think geeks and nerds and people, you know, you might not want to bring out in public, but uh, <laughs> we, we love working in healthcare. Most all of us have worked together for some of us for 25 years at different companies. So I've kind of brought the amalgamation of my career and people that liked working with me and like the the passion and, and things that we're doing at Across Out There. We've rewritten and helped rewrite uh, electronic health records for several large companies uh, across the country. So they hire us to do all kinds of things on the technology side to, to help them build the next generation or new product. So we still keep our hands in the electronic medical record, which is a lot of where most of us came from. But we also, uh, some of us have worked in in the life sciences, pharma uh, arena. So we bring that to the background as well across healthcare. We work with large institutional review boards on their technology, how they run. We're doing site-based clinical trial management systems. So we work on a lot of variety. Like I said, the names across healthcare and really we span, we've done patient apps. We're doing durable medical good inventory systems. So we really do a lot of technologies across the board. So that's across healthcare, but we, we also own several products. Uh, and one of them is focused exclusively in the rare disease space. We built it and that's where that passion and vision I talked about earlier uh, came from was to build a product and the product's name is Matrix. Uh, so it's a specifically built for the rare disease space. Like I said, it was built with the patients first, the patients and caregivers and doing all the things they need to take care of themselves on a daily basis, any information they need to track and do. And we work with uh, patient advocacy groups, which is another group that, you know, fits into the, what what does this uh, platform uh, or product do? So patient advocacy groups can use our tool to send out and invite uh, their rare disease patients to help 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 them and it helps aggregate. And then you get into, I can keep rolling, registries. So our product helps uh, provide registries. So you can do natural history studies and other you know studies or sub-studies on our platform. There's this concept called co-production that Cystic Fibrosis Foundation really hit home with me when they were doing some research many years back on it. And it kind of uh, stuck in my brain. So uh, co-production is really, I call it uh, everybody singing from the same sheet of music. So patients, caregivers, uh, patient advocacy group, clinicians, you know, investigators, researchers, all looking at the same sheet of music and knowing what's going on and all inputting into that. So ultimately, that's the matrix system is to have a platform everybody's using for daily care, but also for, you know, is there research projects that are, are studies that need to be introduced to learn more and a quick feedback loop of once we find something out from that research, we we provide that back to patients and caregivers. So that's kind of the cohesion of, of what Matrix is. That's beautiful. Do you think that that product or whatever you want to call it from the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation is what made them so successful in finding their treatment? Their data and the way they foundationally, you know, collected structured data on their patients for years. They have done some really cool things with the data and making that a first of let's collect the data and making sure they have their network of uh, sites 
So you're basically taking all of the data, you're updating it, you're making it glossy, you're making it streamlined and really taking it. It's so innovative. It's really impressive. I don't know how you have all these angles. Like you said, it's a web, no, clearly. It, it actually brings me to tears almost. I, well, I tried on some of my some of my calls with my groups because I, I was on today a call with a group that we're going live with in January. And the father has had a child with this disease for 26 years. He said, I've been collecting this data on paper and, you know, however, spreadsheets maybe. But to see a tool that brings it all together, I mean, that just breaks my heart. That why couldn't I have done it sooner? The data they generate and, and the fact they can bring that easily to their physician visits and provide that data, you know, to, to others is, is huge. So that that's the passion behind it. That's amazing. What a beautiful call to have. And congratulations to that rare disease for being on board for the next year. So how does one sign up, if you will, for the matrix? Can you go in as a patient, as an advocacy team? Typically, we go to them and they sign on to our product and then we kind of start educating that community through through that. And as you probably know and your listeners know, those groups can be really small. So we may be 20 or less and it could be, you know, thousands of, of people around the world. So we are not confined to U.S. and rare diseases aren't only in the U.S. So we are thinking globally with our platform and, and what we're doing and being multilingual and in, in those aspects. So. It's really beautiful how much the rare disease community comes together and shares as many resources as possible with each other. The back end data part, I mean, we do not have you know any rights to data. So that's a big thing these days. And I've seen groups get burned on that in the past. Burn sounds bad, but I, I think some people were well intentioned. But um, you know, we, we believe the patients on the data and they should have the ability to say, nope, stop using it or send it here, or send it there. So we are basically a technology platform that allows you to do what you want with the data. And ultimately the patients or caregivers get to decide that. I love that. Well, and I think too, that rare disease patients and groups are also more open to sharing that data, right? Because especially if they get to see the fruits of their labor and it's not just being hidden away or sold or whatever concerns that you really do end up having with privacy. Absolutely. What are some of the advancements that you've just seen since you started the company or even in the last couple of years? Just in rare disease generally or? Um, more, yeah, more like medical technology and the data and what it's, what you've been able to gather from actually making this more digitized and uh, organized, I suppose. Kind of what we talked about earlier, the whole, why aren't systems connected? I do think, because I've been in this over 20 years of electronic medical records, and I can tell you 20 years ago, none of it was, we call it interoperable. Um, so data can't flow between systems. Uh, there is a lot more of that, but there's a whole lot more that we could get to. So I do think that is opening up and we are leveraging some of that with our platform of how to connect and, and pull data out of uh, electronic medical records. But we can, we, we've got a long way to go before we get there. I know that you actually give your services away a lot. You do a lot of pro bono, if you will, and you consult for patients or advocacy leaders on your own time because it's something that you're really passionate about and you believe in. How much of that is contributing to people maybe taking the next step and signing up with your company or doing something extra for their rare disease or their advocacy group? I do give away my services. I actually showed up at Nord uh, in 2018 and said, I'm here. I want to give away my system. Uh, here's what it is. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? You're going to give away your system. 
I don't believe you, Jason. What do, what do you really want? Uh, where are you from? Who, who, what group are you working with? What are you going to do with my data? So um, it, it's taken probably, I'd say, 12 months to, to say, nope, I'm, I'm really who I am and wow. I'm, I'm here to help. I think the persistence and I, I truly believe, you know, my character will win out and, you know, our end goal will win out over, you know, any misnomer or those things. And there's been groups that have, that have signed on with us that believe in what we're doing and where we're going. So pretty exciting to see. And we're hoping uh, we'll, we'll keep growing and uh, definitely be able, ultimately, I tell all my groups this, if I can help a, a patient or a caregiver in some way, then I've succeeded. That That's my ultimate measure. It doesn't matter like monetarily what I make or anything. I'm in it. I'm in this for that. And that that's my ultimate goal. You just made me smile so much. My cheeks are hurting. <laughs> I love that story. And I don't think that your Southern accent hurts either. <laughs> uh, you couldn't tell so... us from Georgia. <laughs> Can I ask what, a, what the cost is for a rare disease group to join this platform? Because, I mean, like you said, some of these rare diseases have, you know, under 20 people in it. So what does a rare disease group need to kind of gather together to join this? So I will start out with the conversation by saying it depends. Um, so there's a lot of it depends, but I've never let a price point overcome my ability to deliver a platform to a group. So I will start there. But typically we start out at about ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars to to start it up, and then it's an annual fee of ten to twenty thousand dollars annually. And this year's hard. COVID was definitely hit a lot of people with their fundraising. So we understand that and have been really lenient this year as as well. And another thing we have built uh, in, uh, you know, pricing that scales as, as you grow as an organization. So we are quite flexible from our side. I know that probably maybe frustrates some people of, all right, what's your pricing? Give me your X price. But um, that's the kind of the way we've run it. I don't think it's frustrating. I think it's unheard of <laughs> and really amazing. You're you're evening the playing field and letting everyone have a shot, which is not really common. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. Do you have any rare disease heroes or advocacy groups that have really just meant something to you or inspired you? I mean, I would have to say Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. What they've done is truly amazing. The therapies that they have, you know, delivered over the last 10 years is is truly amazing. So I'm blessed to have been a part of that. You know, for I, I was not, you know, a CFF, you know, uh, employee, but I was with a technology team that helped deliver their registry platform. So I got to meet with with their leadership team, and they they are awesome group of, of people. And to see on the other side of the the people's lives that they've affected of the the kids that I know of and the adults that I know of that have cystic fibrosis that when they were born, you know, they were pretty much they they should have been dead by now, and they're they're alive and thriving. So it's pretty amazing. I definitely put CFF up up there on my shelf and, and give them a trophy for sure. Awesome. I think everyone would. And that's so cool that you got to be a part of that in some way. It's really special. Well, Jason, really just kind of one more question. If there's anything you want to leave with my audience specifically, and maybe what you're most excited for when things kind of open up again, or maybe it's happening right now, virtually. I will tell you, just having this interview was was awesome. I've been looking forward to it for a while. Over the weekend, I actually had a heart attack and was in the hospital. Yeah. It just gave me a perspective on life that life is fragile. I mean, obviously in the rare disease space, we we know that. Um, But, 
you know, I would say, and I sent this to my whole team today of make, make sure, you know, you're, you're showing people love around you because you don't know when may be the last chance you get to, to do that. I, I definitely wanted to, to, to say that on today's call, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I love what you, you've done of interviewing so many diverse people. I love listening to all, all your podcasts and, and seeing the community that we have is so passionate and there's so many parts to it and how we fit together is just a beautiful thing. So uh, I'd say keep up the passion and keep up what you're doing. And I, I definitely encourage your listeners to do the same. Wow, Jason, that was really touching. I'm so glad you're okay, and I can't believe you're here. It's a Tuesday, and you were in the hospital on Wednesday, so I'm I'm so glad you're okay. And thank you for that bit of wisdom that I think everyone could take a moment and listen to. I'm not going to take any more of your time. I want you to go get some rest and quit for the day. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you that to the end because you might have canceled me or done something. You're make so. me cry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Okay. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate y'all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you.